Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Song Capture Podcast. My name is Chris Clayton. So glad you've joined us and hope you're doing well wherever you are in this world. On today's episode, we have my friend Jess Cates. Jess is an amazing songwriter and worship leader. Um, he has uh, been a huge influence to me as a songwriter. Uh, I love everything this guy writes. And so I'm excited he's on the show today. We're going to specifically be focusing on the song Even So Come that Jess was a part of writing with Chris Tomlin and Jason Ingram that was released by Passion a few years ago. Uh, And this song has an amazing story behind it. It's been on a crazy ride that's over a decade long. And so I can't wait for you to hear how this song was birthed and how it was released uh, to the world. So without further ado, here is my friend Jess Cates. Jess, how are you, man? Doing great. Dude, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, such an honor to be with you, bro. I'm trying to think back to when um, we met. So I've been here almost three years, and I was thinking about it last night, trying to remember where we met, actually, and like, not trying to be creepy, like trying to <laughs> stalk us. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember like when we met, and, and, and I came back to two possibilities. Um, I obvi- didn't feel you were being creepy. Well, good, but it felt creepy all of a sudden <laughs> when I was saying that. Um, uh, it may have been at your brother's when, when we went over there to pray for him for that one time that he, when he was going through the medical the health yeah, stuff. Yeah. I can't remember if it was in that I met you or if it was just here at Gateway. Yeah, my I don't remember. But Either way, I'm really glad I met you. Well, I am too. Thank you. Uh, and I'm glad I met you. So Jess uh, uh, is an amazing songwriter. Um, love love everything you write. Everything you've ever written, I like it. And I'm not exaggerating. exaggerating. Um, it's amazing. And uh, look up to you as a writer. Uh, great worship leader. In fact, you spent some time here with us here at Gateway for a season. And that's, yes. that's where I first got to kind of know your heart and... Um, the weeks you led, man, I always just looked forward to it. So, um, and you're still here in Franklin, still riding and leading and doing all that you do and, um, awesome. Loving it. So thanks for again, for being on the show today. Yeah, man. Um, man, tell us a little bit about, um, your journey as a, just how you got into songwriting, how, I mean, you're from, you You were born here in, in Nashville, right? Like you're, you're, you're I was the, born in Franklin, right? You were born Down in, the road. oh my gosh. So you're like the unicorn who is like from Nashville native, like, I am, yes. Apparently, everyone says I am the unicorn. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of grew up in a musical family. My dad was a songwriter. Okay. And he actually wrote, um, I kind of grew up with my mom and dad traveling and doing music in churches. And so he would, would write songs for them to sing. But before that, my dad was a songwriter on the row in, uh, in Nashville in like the 60s and had a hit song with a, a band called the Gentries. Oh, okay. It's called Spread It On Thick, like peanut butter and jam or something. <laughs> Spread it on thick, like peanut butter and jam. Wow. Anyway, gonna, that's that song. Well, I was going to ask you if this was like a family, like this was, if this was in the family, because your brother Chad writes, so I don't know if this was like, yes. you know, yeah, this was like a family thing. So it, obviously yeah. it is. <laughs> it is. It is a family thing. And um, funny, you know, Son of a Preacher Man, oh, that yeah. song. That's about my dad. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So anyway, he was a part of that whole movement of writing okay. songs here in the 60s in, in Nashville. But so kind of I knew, you know, I, I think people who live outside of Nashville who, you know, it's like maybe if they want to write songs, they start a band or whatever. Well, I knew being a songwriter could be a path. And and I just kind of 
even in high school, met people who were writing songs here. And so I thought, I think I want to write songs, you know? So Girl Broke My Heart at 15 years old. And yeah. I was walking by a pool. <laughs> but I said, my first lyric ever, I walked beside the water, listening so to the wind. It was so, so deep, deep, you know? <laughs> the, um, anyway, so I think growing up in in this town, I just started writing songs with people and I went to Belmont university for yeah. a year. And, but one of my, a, a guy I knew who was a successful songwriter here who I'd met at a Christmas party said, Hey, show me some of your songs. And I'd written a few songs and said, Hey, let me introduce you to a guy at a publishing company. It was a guy named Marty Wheeler here at Essential. Okay. Uh, Bruno Benson at the time. Yeah. And he signed me to my first publishing deal. Wow. And, um, so that's kind of where I cut my teeth on writing songs and kind of the school part of writing songs right. of just writing every day. Sure. Wrote a lot of bad songs, of you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was kind of where I started writing songs. Right. And, um, but your journey didn't keep you in Nashville. No, I, I think I, I grew up, I grew up on some Christian music, but I grew up on pop music right. and Michael Jackson. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> the like <laughs> yeah and so um i another songwriting friend who was kind of a mentor to me uh introduced me to some guys and i was able to sign a publishing deal out in california and okay. ended up moving to la when yeah. i was about 24 and started writing songs uh you know getting in rooms with people and writing pop songs but it wasn't it was soon after that that you know, I grew up in the South kind of as a Christian, but mm-hmm. I was really on the fence and, you know, and being in LA, it was, it was either hot or cold, you right. know? And I felt like God just said, man, I can't have you, mm. you know, it really exposed kind of yeah. my devotion to yeah. God. And so for six months were, were six months of my life in LA and Wow. And God, just in his mercy, you know, just put me in a group of people. And I was able to just kind of surrender my life uh, as well as my music. Mm-hmm. Say, God, you you can have it. This yeah. is, you know, I'll, I'll I'll put this on the altar. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. But that, I think that's just where he wanted me with my yeah. music. and which, which took you back here to Nashville? Um, actually kept me there. Okay. And... So I'm still in this publishing deal writing pop gotcha, songs yeah. and and I get involved in this church. So I'm way connected and I started leading worship for the I'd led worship a little bit, you know, but this was kind of I I was the worship leader. Um and but I'm also writing songs with these, you know, in these studios across town, just with people who don't know Jesus and loving them. Yeah. But I just wasn't I was kind of more doing it for God, what do you want to do? You know, whatever. Um, you know, just invite him into the room and and God did awesome stuff yeah. during that time. Awesome. So what 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 was the chain of events that brought you back here though? And how long ago was that? Uh, that was about ten years, okay. eight years. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. At this point it's all blur, right? It's a decade. <laughs> we, we we're talking decades now, you know. So I'm sure it was ten years ago. You're right. Um well yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, just 
doors began to close and pop music and God just started to, you know, there's some other things, bad business dealing. Sure. And, you know, God just moved us back here and, and, um, started focusing more on worship and, um, doing some music for film and TV too. That's great. That's awesome. Awesome. You kind of mentioned this, um, was, was it, was it that girl that broke your heart? Was that the moment that you were like, I want to be a songwriter? Or, I mean, was there anything specific beyond that that said, yeah, this is what I want to do? I mean, obviously you grew up in it, but. I, mean, I, I don't know the exact kind yeah. of moment that said, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, I just really found that expressing myself through music and um, I had always loved music, but, and knew my dad wrote songs, but yeah. I kind of resisted music. Like my mom, my mom and dad, my brother and sister, you know, we were the type of family they would sing you know, the blessing. Mm-hmm. And then they would like a, learn a song to sing together a cappella, And I'm like, so resistant. And I was like, yeah. no way am I right. doing that. Um, I think God just changed my heart towards music. And I, I knew I just started embracing it and, and then writing it. And I think, I think it was somewhere probably after high school, I'm like, no, I want to do this, you know? Yeah. When I was like dropping out of school after right. one year, like I'm paying for this. <laughs> stay in school, everyone. Stay, yes, stay in school. Stay in school. It's cool. It's awesome. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as I told you, coming on the show, uh, really the thrust of this is to kind of talk about a specific song that yeah. you've been uh, a part of in writing, and um, the song that 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 I uh, really love that you write. There's a lot of songs exalted overall that you wrote with with the Vertical Guys. I love that. But um, Even So Come is a song that you were uh, a part of. And I heard you tell the story uh, about this song uh, a couple years ago at a conference that we were a part of and um, was just really amazed at the God, at the God fingerprint that yeah. how this all kind of came together. And so that's really what I really wanted to talk about today was just the, that, that song and the journey behind it. And uh, I know it had uh, a long journey. Um, from inception to what we know as the finished song today. Um, Tell us a little bit how it all began, and uh, we can dive into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, So when I started leading worship at this church, I started writing songs for our church. And it it was a fairly easy thing to do, but we were just a group of people. I, I say easy as far as it was just a natural thing to just start writing songs that we would all sing together. But... Um, when we were just a group of hungry people for God, you know? And so there was a time that, you know, our pastor kind of called a fast and I had never really fasted, but it was called a 40 day fast. And so, you know, you know, you're praying, do I do this? You know? And so I ended up doing it and I was really excited about the opportunity because I knew that, wow, there's going to be, you know, songs that are going to come out of this. And very early on in that fast, I knew I would pick up a guitar and it was like literally hitting wall after wall, just trying to write a song. I just, I sensed God say, just put the guitar down. As far as for the, for the church, I don't want you to write right now. I'm like, okay. So the 40 days go, goes by and I had, I had not written one song during those 40 days for the church. And I woke up after we broke the fast, we broke it at midnight and it was just a really special time. 
and I got up the next morning and I, I mean, as we do as songwriters, you know, you just, you get an idea and just the inspiration strikes. You just grab your guitar, you have a melody, you have a lyric, you have something going on while well, something was happening. So I grabbed my guitar and these words that I was not even thinking of, you know, um, that this idea of Jesus coming soon wasn't even thinking of that, but these words started to come out. So the first version of even so come was kind of born in like five minutes right there. I mean, I couldn't write fast enough to go. And, and how much of that? Um, I mean, a lot of the same verse, okay. same chorus with a different ending. Okay. Um, most of the bones were there. Yeah. And so I, you know, whenever we were the next Sunday, I was there and I led that song and it, it just became, you know, how just a song just becomes your church's song. Mm -hmm. And that was for that season, for us, that song. And so even in the shortness of it, just the verse and the chorus and you say, the I bridge. mean, I had, I had a bridge. Okay. It was a different bridge okay. than it is now, but, but it was, it was our song. Yeah. And I think I remember, cause we'd just been through this amazing fast and just God gave us this gift of this song and it was almost like just people just came to the front that day mm. just everyone was just down just kind of brought a uh, extended a little bit of the revival that was happening in the 40 days so so that was the song we sang it for you know a season and i put it on the shelf you know brought it out every now and then but you know um then Fast forward, you know, years, probably about 10 years later. Wow. Eight or 10. Eight <laughs> there we go 10 again. Decades. Decades. <laughs> um, I, I'm just here in Nashville. You know, we had moved a little bit and I hadn't thought about that song in years. And I get an email and it's from Chris Tomlin. And I don't know. I didn't know Chris, yeah. you know, but. I def definitely wanted to know Chris Tomlin, you know, <laughs> yeah. and always had led his songs and sure what what a huge impact he had made on my creative life mm -hmm. in the church and mm -hmm. um, writing and worship. So I was so blown away, you know. I'm like, and he said, "Hey, I've been hearing your name. Lots of people are just kind of saying you need to write with this guy, Jess." I'm like, he said, and he invited me to come write with him and a guy named Jason Ingram. Yeah. Um, Many of you know, but, yeah. and I, it was the craziest thing right then. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like, of course yes. I'm doing this. Yes. Clear the calendar. <laughs> yes. And I, that song just came back in huh. my spirit. Yeah. Just like as like front and center. I'm like to bring it to, to him. And I'm like, no way, right. you know, this is, you start on the two minor, you know, it's a minor, it's like six, eight and it's, it's swingy six, eight, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, this is not a Chris Tomlin song. <laughs> and so I was really struggling up into the point yeah. that I was supposed to go to this writing session. And I remember being with a, a friend and, and he knew the song back, you know, in the LA days and, mm -hmm. and. So he, I told him, I said, I was struggling. I felt like I'm supposed to bring this song. Maybe that should have been enough that I just got the download that I was supposed to bring this, but I was doubting it, you know? Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me and he said, no, here's what you're going to do. It was almost like very like 
kind of the wind of heaven behind what he was saying, Thus you know, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> he said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to bring that song and you're going to have what you have. And Chris is going to have something that day. Like they're going to have something and it's going to like join together perfectly. Yeah. And you're, and you're both going to like fall over. And I'm like, okay. And it was like a week out. I said, I just felt God was like, you're doing this. Mm. And, I, and I felt like so much confidence. Yeah. I'm doing this no matter how, whatever it looks, I pray it looks like that. So I show up to this writing session, never met Chris. I'd met Jason. I think I'd met Jason, but at, at that point, but, um, and I said, Hey, have this song just kind of want to, you know, bring, you know, just kind of show you. And so I, as we're talking through it, I'm just kind of saying a little bit about the lyric. And I said, you know, I had in my song, Jesus is coming soon in the verse over and over, you know, well, in end of revelation, if you just look at it, all the red mm -hmm. letters, like, <clears throat> behold, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Behold. And he says like three times. And then the next verse, next, after the last time he says, I'm coming soon. Behold, I'm coming soon. It says, even so come, Lord Jesus, yeah. come. And do you know that day, that was the title that Chris had. No way. Yeah. Even so come, wow. Lord Jesus, come. And so literally it couldn't have been fit more perfectly yeah. the two scriptures right next to each other at right. the end of Revelation. Right. So it was just as fast as, you know, we kind of changed some things. We, you know, tightened up the verses, did a new ending in the chord. Jason yeah. just set up the piano and all of a sudden did a new bridge and we're done. And it was, I don't, you know, to do the exact amount of time that the the song actually took to write, but it was very short. Sure. So back up a little bit. Into that. Yeah. Um, I would just, I'd be curious to know, I mean, you played this song for Chris and Jason. Chris had this title. I mean, what was his reaction when you started playing this song? And he's knowing he has this idea already. I mean, oh, was, he, it, was it was it obvious that he? Oh didn't? yeah. Okay. Because I'm saying the lyric, and we're like, it it kind of I guess unfolded. Yeah. The, you know, my buddy who said you're going to both yeah. just fall over. Well, we just kept being so amazed yeah. that, whoa, wait a second, this. And and it's one thing to have a God moment like that, you know, a week before about this song. It's another 10 years before to know that God had those two verses right next sure. to each other that one day you're going to actually, this isn't the final yeah. um, version of this song. And so it was kind of, and it was, it was, it wasn't just that, 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 that ended there. It was that, that song became, you know, for that year at Passion, right. you know, when Chris led that. And I yeah. remember there were a couple different weekends for that year. So mm -hmm. they'd do one, I think, in Houston, and they did one, you know, in yeah. Atlanta the next weekend. And I remember him texting us. He's like, this song is a monster. <laughs> <laughs>
And and so, you know, I'm watching online as it's happening. So we got to go down the next weekend. Okay. And it even the 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 God thing, God story just continues to go because um so during that fast, 10 years before, uh, on like day four, because I journal every day, I remember I went to Nashville from LA and passion was in Nashville wow. that day. Wow. And and I remember my brother said, hey, I got you a ticket. So I said, my brother got me a ticket. We're going to go. And so on the fast, <laughs> I'm going to, after the end of the wow. fast, write this song. And yeah, it, it, it was that, that feeling like, wait a second, you were even working mm-hmm. then. And so not to mention my wife got saved um, going to 722 with Louis yeah. Giglio yeah. and Andy the Stanley. Precursor. yeah. And so she wow. gets to meet her one of her spiritual fathers Ooh. and Louis Giglio that weekend, and we're able to tell this story. And so that's amazing. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. Those type of stories in songwriting aren't every day by any means, and that's or, why we tell them. That's why yes. I like telling them in this in this format because people don't will never know those unless you know they're told. Um, back up again, real yeah. quick. Um, Part of part of what I love dissecting in this podcast is kind of more the nuts and bolts of the song of how the song was written. Um, so you brought you brought what you'd brought to the table, and you kind of glanced on it a little bit. Um, what exactly did Jason do? What exactly did Chris do to what you brought? And there's there's another reason I'm going to this because I want to highlight something. But I'm just curious to know what was left intact and what was imploded and what was added on. Yeah. Um- so I mean the verse, we the the melodies were all the same, um, top of the chorus melodies and some of those lyrics. Most of the lyrics, we just tightened up the lyrics in the verse. Yeah. And that's what I mean, Chris, writing with Chris since, I mean, both him and Jason, yeah. I mean, talk about just amazing, amazing songwriters mm-hmm. and how they um I was so blown away that day by those two guys. Yeah. And have have been since. Sure. Um, but Chris just has this under, you know, even lyrically, he's a great melodic writer as well. But that day it was just like, you know, just dialing in every lyric the right way, yeah. you know, and maybe, yeah. So that, that, um, and Jason just sat at the piano and we just, I knew that the chorus needed to rap differently than it was. And so, you know, the whole, even so come Lord Jesus come, you know, that was, that was, you know, think Jason and Chris, you know, just kind of forming that in yeah. part. And there it was, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and my original bridge was, you know, wake us up from our slumber type yeah. bridge. And so we just said no to that and yeah. wrote a quick bridge. I can't remember the bridge all of a sudden. And we wait, we wait for yeah, you, yeah. you know, it just was a simple bridge. Yeah, so. simple. So after after it's all done, um, did you go, did you demo it? Did somebody else demo Jason it? Demoed Jason demoed it. Okay. And um, I remember it sounds a lot like the recording. You yeah. know, all those parts and everything sure. Jason did. And I mean, I was like blown away. You yeah. know, so yeah, he he did the demo to that, and and then talk about. Um, I'm just trying to pull the curtain back to the process. Talk about if uh, if you want kind of so songs done, demos done. It's you guys are writing for passion. Like, 
what were the next steps? Was there a long wait before you heard anything? It's like, hey, this is going to make the conference and the record, or was that kind of a were they so excited about it? like, hey, this is this is making the record? You know, this is- I had no idea. Okay, um, so you had no idea until they started till conference. I had an idea that they were going to maybe do it. I, I can't exactly remember when when I knew, but yeah. I think they when maybe they invited me to Passion. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I can't remember, yeah. but I, I definitely wasn't in the loop. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, that's cool. Um, which I, I never am in the right. loop. Right, you know, that's, you... that's that's a common thing that sometimes you don't know until maybe even it's been recorded that it's that's coming on the record. You yeah, know, sometimes you do, but um, uh, you mentioned you know obviously the story of you bringing the song in to the guys and then them reworking sections as a songwriter. Yes, talk about how important it is well two things one the benefits of co-writing because obviously your song took a whole nother life when when Jason and Chris came on it but more importantly talk about kind of your thoughts on the idea of holding on to songs loosely so that when you bring them in to a co-write you don't feel like offended when someone goes that bridge isn't working bud let's rewrite it and let's make it better you know yeah. how often does that happen for you and just for songwriters who are getting into the journey of that. Yeah. In the beginning, yeah. I remember my first songs as a, you know, going, even those first few songs in high school that I wrote, I remember I thought they were the best songs. I thought, oh, these are the songs, yeah. you know? And then I realized those weren't the songs, you know? <laughs> and and I think the prying loose of holding on to those songs in that way just began to just be over time as I wrote as I began to co-write and really value, like, e- even though when you co-write, you still think everything's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, this is, this is great. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, even the, those beginning stages of school, just writing, 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 and, and, and then just kind of letting go and not feeling so precious and realizing, you know, s- some of this is good. You know, I could write a hundred songs and maybe five of them are great, right. you know? Hopefully five of them are great. You <laughs> That's know? a good percentage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I've seen more and more over the last 10 years. And and that was really helpful for me because I, I would say that, um, I you know, in pop music, you write a song and then you just move on to the next one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What I've found what's awesome in worship music, it's like you can have a great part of a song. Mm-hmm. And like I, I had a song – that I did with Brett Yonker from mm-hmm. Passion. And we had this song for a few years, you know, and we written it and it was like, man, we really love this song. But the bridge kind of stood out, you know? And well, it's one thing if a song immediately everyone responds to and you know, oh, that's good. That's yeah. it. That Or it gets recorded. And I've even had songs recorded that I rewrite, you know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. But realizing, you know, not holding on so tight, like so that one bridge with Brett, all of a sudden he brought it into a song on this last passion record. Wow. You know, the it's called Welcome, Welcome the Healer. Yeah. And great song. I wasn't even a part of any of that other than Bridge. Other than the bridge, yeah. And you know, I that's been happening more and more because hmm. you just identify, you know, your kind of favorite parts and 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 just listen to the Lord. You know, yeah. what, where where the spirits lead and go like, yeah. And that would never happen if you're holding on so tight. Like, sure. this is it. Yeah. This is mine, you right. know? Yeah. That's Versus, good. and co writing, 
is so, um, it's such communal anyway. It's such a picture of the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and I understand people love, and I've written songs by myself, but mm-hmm. man, to have a song like, as you know, when you sit in a room with other people and you just talk about life, you talk yeah. about what God's doing and, and the, the, you know, the hard stuff mm-hmm. and the great stuff. But if a song can overflow out of that, yeah, it's that much better. Yeah. You know, we, we got to write a few weeks ago yeah. for here at Gateway Franklin. And, um, um, you say about kind of sharing life. This, this, the idea I brought to the table that day was something that's been stirring in me out of this adoption process that we had, yeah. that Karen and I had gone through. And just for me, I had yet to find a way to express it in a song. And I remember just bringing it to you and Stu G was in there mm-hmm. and James Galbraith and, um, I could have never brought to life what came out of that. And we've been leading it here like a lot at Gateway. And it's, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been, our people have loved it, but I lead it out of a very personal deep well, knowing that it came out of a personal moment of where I wanted, what I wanted to express, but I couldn't have sat there by myself and got what we got that day. And so the beauty of sitting with you and the other guys that day um, to bring it to life, to what it is and, Hopefully it makes the record. I think it will. Um, uh, you know, to encourage others that it's going to be a part of our story and adoption. And then we now have a song that's kind of a Thanksgiving song for what God's done through yeah. that. And maybe it would encourage and give other people an opportunity to use it. But it, all that to say, it would not have come about just me in a room. You know, it started out just me and an idea, but I did not want to just hoard that to myself. I wanted to bring it to you guys and what can we do with this? Is this something at all? And a lot of times, sometimes you, you bring ideas and it's nothing at all and you go on to another idea, but um, yeah. you don't ever know until you get in the room and have community with other writers and go, be honest, is this something we can write on? So yeah. uh, that's awesome. Um, stories yeah. that um, you have heard as a result of songs you've written. Um, I think I, I, personally as a songwriter, I love hearing feedback of a song maybe that I was a part of writing has impacted the church as a whole, but nothing, nothing beats hearing, you know, a personal story back. Um, anything come to mind? Yeah. I recently, uh, over the last couple of years, one of my buddies, his name is John Reddick mm-hmm. and, uh, amazing worship leader mm-hmm. at church of the city. Yeah. And we've known each other for a long time. And so we've been writing a lot and there's a song that he brought that was really, you know, an important song start to him. And so Anthony Skinner and I mm-hmm. kind of came alongside and this song called God Turn It Around. And it's just, you know, it's kind of that just cry that in the verse that um, I'm praying God come and turn this thing around, yeah. you know, turn it around, yeah. God turn it around. And then the chorus is just, all of my hope is in Jesus, basically. So he starts leading it at church. And it, it became, it's one of the anthems, you know. Yeah. And so he he tells this story. And this is really great as songwriters, because I don't hear these stories. Right. Probably never, sure. <laughs> you know. Um, but he said he was walking into Chick-fil-A. This is like a year later. And this couple says, this older couple, can 
can we talk to you? We, we, you're our worship leader and I'm, we need to tell you a story. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he said, I was just, I just wanted to get in and out of Chick-fil-A, you know, like, um, he's like, did I even brush my teeth today? <laughs> no. So yeah. he, they tell him that, you know, this apparently the week before, or, you know, the season before that Sunday that John first led that song, the, um, the husband was going to leave uh, his wife for another woman. And he basically told her that right, you know, the week before. But for some reason, they both went to church still that Sunday. And something happened. God went, they said, when that song was played, God began to do something that only God can do in a miracle. And so he said um, that they've reconciled since then. And, And he said, every time that song, and they just grabbed each other's hands and lifted it in Chick-fil-A wow. and just said, we just praise God and said that God turned it around, you know? And, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, wait a second, we were just crafting a song, you know, and it was impacting us, yeah, but yeah. that God could actually in these songs, it's not, it's not about a, uh, um, like, you know, it's so hard as, worship leaders and musicians like, does it sound good? Is it right? Is it making an impact or people singing Mm -hmm. versus what is God doing with these words and people's stories? And how he's just, you know, the the idea that Paul's handkerchief went out, you know, Mm. and actually it, this is a crazy part about that story Mm -hmm. that his handkerchief went out and it, not only healed someone of their disease, but it delivered someone from demons. Mm. And I'm like, it's kind of great that songs, songs are so much more than handkerchiefs, you know what I mean? But the power, if God can use a handkerchief from someone's Mm -hmm. life, you know, how much he wants to use these songs. And um, so- That's amazing. it's, It's pretty, it's- humbling yeah and you just kind of take on a different way you i don't need to strive to do that all the time but just feels like wow what you what you you're amazing god well it, it just um i hope for those that are listening to this uh, like i think about this it just reminds me of the weight of the pastoral side of songwriting knowing that it's more than just an ABAB rhyme scheme and a really cool lifting melody you're writing songs for people that literally changes the trajectory of people's lives. Yeah. I mean, that changed their trajectory. And you guys probably wrote that in a four to five hour block, you know, and it's like you thought you were just writing a song that day for John, but it was for them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, and it's for others that will yeah. hear that. That's one story. That's you just don't one, even... You, that's in half a majority of them we never hear yeah. as songwriters. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um. I was digging around on your website, justcatesmusic.com. Great. Which looks good, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. I like, I like the picture on it. Um, I noticed you've got a lot of really cool resources on there, some blogs. Yeah. Um, talk about this little song help thing that you have on there and kind of how that maybe came about and if something that, that's maybe an interest to people who are listening. Yeah. That, you know, um, don't 
it's it's easy to just keep writing songs yeah. and not be able to give back. But I realize, man, I've been doing this for a long time. And so if there's someone, it's kind of even why you're doing this podcast, yeah. just to just to help mm-hmm. and to serve and give a resource to people. Yeah. So that's the same thing yeah. for song help. If anyone needs, you know, um, one-on-one help with a song. That's good. I'm glad to do that. Um, but there are some just different, uh, you know, blogs that kind of just are pract- practical sure. things, you know. Yeah. Um, He's not going into specifics, so I'll look. I'll, there's some song, there's some blogs on um, with some mistakes as songwriters that you make. I, think. I don't, remember, don't even remember what's what, on there. No, go check it out, everybody. Yeah. Justcatesmusic.com. I need to write one on the mistakes. If, if, if it's there's not, not there. there's a lot of great practical. I was digging around uh, yesterday a little bit, and so if you're just looking for some good um, things to read that improves your songwriting, and I encourage you to go check out the song help side of it as well. But um, dude, thanks for hanging on this oh, today. Man. So and, great, uh, so great being with you. Absolutely, and for the thanks for being obedient to bring about the song. Even so, come even though a decade later um that just shows that god is in the details of everything we do and everything we write as songwriters and it may not be for that season but um he's always preparing us for the next thing totally thanks again for joining us for episode two of the song capture podcast and special thanks to jess cates again for stopping by to tell that amazing story behind the song even so come a song that literally took over a decade to write Uh, what an amazing journey that song has had If you haven't already, please stop by our website, mysongcapture.com, and check us out. Song Capture is a demo production service specifically for worship songwriters. So if you write worship songs or you're a worship pastor who writes songs for their church, uh, we'd love for you to stop by and check us out. If you need a great demo made for a song that you've written, we would love to serve you. At checkout, you can use the promo code TAKE10, T-A-K-E, the number 10, and save 10% off your first demo. We'd love, again, to serve you in any way we can. Thanks again for listening and for joining us this week. More great episodes to come. We'll talk to you soon.